Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. You know John from the MSHSL. Uh, John is another great guest for us today, Eric Klein, boys track coach at St. Charles High School, as well as the vice president and true team president of the Minnesota State Track Coaches Association. He's going to explain true team to us, talk a little track with John and I, then we're going to get to our some of other topics later on. Do want to thank our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton. You know the deal with Jody Stays, great place. Um, propane, propane.com, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. We're also being brought to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, and our producer, as always, is Brandon Morton. So, John, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and start this off with Eric? Yeah, the Eric Klein from St. Charles, Minnesota. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. It's it's good to be back on the show with you guys. And, and you know, we were talking about this before we got started, but the last time the three of us chatted on this show, we were in a really, really different place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. That was the thick of COVID. And let yeah. me tell you guys, it's good to talk actual sports that are happening <laughs> with you guys for the first time. So Yeah, I, I think about that every spring now, how, how lucky we are to be able to do what we're doing and and how, how rough that was in, in 2020 and beyond. And so, yeah, it's good. The weather's good. We're having some big conference meets, subsection, section track meets leading up to the, to the traditional state track meet later in June. But let's talk about true team. That this is an interesting concept. I've attended the true team state meet on occasion, and it's, it's not what people are probably used to at a track meet. So and I know we had our state true team last weekend, so we're kind of on the backside of this. But give us the Reader's Digest version of what true team track is, Eric. I love this question. <laughs> I love it, um, especially because Minnesota is the only state that has true team. You know, you go to other states and, and they don't have anything like this. So uh, the best way that I've found to answer this question, uh, usually the way people ask it is, what's the difference between true team and as you put it, the traditional MSHSL state championship series. Um, and so I find that that's the best way to explain this, where, you know, the the MSHSL state championship series, you can qualify by individuals. And there's a team championship trophy that's given at that state meet. Um, but what you run into sometimes there is you'll have, you know, I think of like 2018, the Class A boys team champion had exactly one athlete at that meet they had a kid he he's still he's an incredible sprinter i think he's running for und now but he won the 110 hurdles he won the 300 hurdles he won the 200 meter or the 200 meter dash and i think he was like sixth in long jump and so with that one athlete there they won the team state championship now this is not to take anything away from the accomplishments of that athlete or the accomplishments of that team yeah but back in the 80s track coaches in minnesota said well can we find a way where we can try to have a championship series that assesses the best true team, the, the team that has the best overall team, not just the really incredible one or two individuals, but the full team as a whole. So they came up with this true team concept uh, and the scoring here. If you're in single or double A, you get two entries per individual event in one relay. If you're in triple A, you get three individual entries in one relay. And, uh, Everybody scores. So like if you've got 15 teams in a section, then first place is going to get 30 instead of traditional scoring where first place we get 10 or 12. So what you find is as a coach, for example, for me, I can't just focus on my absolute best athletes. I, I have to focus on uh, all of my kids 
because my goal there is to try and have the best overall team. So you find that that when you're trying to prioritize this this true team mentality, um, it has incredible impact on the philosophy of your program and it has an impact on the kids. I grew up in a true team program. It had an impact on me. Um, so we're so fortunate in Minnesota that we have such a fantastic traditional scoring state meet, like you mentioned, and Lord knows the MSHSL Minnesota track state meet is fantastic. But then we also have this other championship circuit that assesses this true team with all of these philosophical benefits that come with it. No, it's fantastic. And I, it seems to me, I, I was not aware no other states did this. What are they doing? You know, let's get on the bandwagon here, other states. But it seems to me it's kind of like the state wrestling tournament. There's an individual tournament, and then there's a team tournament that are separate. And this is kind of – that's the closest thing I can, I can yep. come up with to compare it to. But does that sound right to you? Yeah, and usually, usually if I'm if I'm being asked this question by somebody and I start to get into details and they get that glazed over look in their eyes, like you're losing me, Klein. Then I, I do go to exactly what you said. I just say, well, it's kind of like wrestling, where you got the team and the individual, and then they're like, oh, okay, cool. That yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I got one right. Chalk one up yeah. for me. I figured. <laughs> and out. as a uh, I, as a really mediocre high school track athlete, I love this idea. Yeah, I mean, I might have <laughs> had a chance to matter. At some meet. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. And I, right. listen, the, but you're you're true. You're right there. Like, what what do all kids want when they are participating in athletics? Yeah. Yes, they want to be successful, but the core of that is they want their efforts to matter. Mm-hmm. And and I think that track is unique because there's no bench. Like you can participate no matter who you are. But no kid, even the backburner kids, they don't want to just participate. They want their efforts and their participation yeah. to matter. And I tell you, I've had, I think of an example, maybe six years ago, we had a kid who was a very mediocre 800 meter runner and we had plenty of 800 meter runners. And I said, listen, you can, you can keep doing the eight if you want. We have no hurdlers at all. And I just need somebody to do hurdling for true team. Not only did he take on hurdling, but he ended up holding our school record for a little while. Wow. And we never would have looked at him at hurdles if we hadn't taken that approach of, Let's try and find a place where this kid can, like you put it, matter. That's awesome. Can I put you on the spot? Can you uh, recall the true team state champions from last weekend? Uh, for single A, yeah. Well, Howard Lake won for the boys. Okay. Um, well, here. I, I <laughs> knew I was putting you on the spot. I should have no, given you some, some well, warning. I, I know <laughs> Howard Lake won for the boys because we were there for the boys, so I know exactly. And I'm, I'm buddies with the Howard Lake coach, and they had a tremendous team. Um, hold on. I can give you the, the results of all of them. One, while you're doing that, one thing I enjoy is seeing the photos of the winning, not even just the winning teams. You know, you, the true team coaches, you have this great big banner that you can tell where this photo was taken. You see these team photos on Twitter of, uh, teams that won true team or finished second or third, whatever. And it's not like the photos at the, at the traditional state track meet where there might be two kids or five kids, you know, and they, they got a first place team trophy. This is a giant gang of track kids. The happiest yeah. faces you'll ever see standing up and, and behind that big banner. It's, it's just, a, it's a great thing. Like you said, to get so many kids involved in, in a big event. Right. And you know, I, I'm a single a coach. Um, and so I can only, I can only really speak for the experience at the, the single A meet, though I've been to the other meets as well. They're fantastic. But every year there's a team at that true team meet, uh, that state meet, who they've, they've never been there before. 
Uh, it's their first, either it's their first time ever, or it's their first time in, in decades. And that's pretty special too. You know, you got teams coming from way up North that, that for, for some kids, this is their only experience that they'll ever have with a state level championship. I mean, I never made state as an athlete when I was competing in high school. And so true team was my only exposure to high stakes competition. That's awesome. Are there, are there dynasties in true team track? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. St. <laughs> yeah. Charles is on that list. I think Yeah, we're, we're working on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, I mean, that's the beautiful thing is you can look through the history. Uh, the association does such a good job of tracking the history of true team, all the champions. Um, and we even have a page on our booklet that we give out at the state meet every year where you can find an individual school and see every year that they were at the state meet, what place they had. So, um, there's, there's a history that not only does the association track, but the kids then begin to feel a part of that. And again, the more that you can make kids feel like they are a part of something that is bigger than themselves, the better. And, and this, is, this is not just state. This is their section true team meets. It's just oh, yeah. like the, the traditional high school track experience of section. Then you go to state. It's the same deal. How long is this? I know this meet's been at Stillwater High School for a long time the state true team, you know, how far back that goes. It's, I don't um, remember it being anywhere else. Early two thousands. I think it was about 2005 was when it ended up there. Okay. Um, I have it in my notes here somewhere. Yeah. And that's a great, oh. that's a great track, a great facility. Oh yeah. Lots of, lots of parking. You got the, the indoor space right there. That's a great, that's a great spot at Stillwater. Yeah. And I'll say that like this, the state true team meet, is not an easy meet to pull off. And Scott Christensen, the coach at Stillwater, is a master at at doing what needs to be done to get that off. Um, Ricky, their AD there, he's he's wonderful to us. And I'll say this too, like there are a few key individuals in the in the true team committee, you know, uh, Mark Elkhorn, Johnny Josephson, like a, a few of these people that they've been doing this for a really, really long time. And now I start, I start mentioning individual names and I feel bad because there's individual names that I'm, I can't list off everybody, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> there are so many people that are giving their time to this simply because they have experienced either as a coach or an athlete, the difference that it makes for the sport and the difference it makes for the kids. And so they want to, they have benefited from true team and now they're giving back more than they, they ever gained from it. So we do depend so heavily, as do many sports, on just the, the generous hearts of the people that are involved. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great event. It's a great concept. And again, what are what are other states doing? Not jumping on the bandwagon. That amazes me. But that, that's okay. We'll, we'll we'll keep it here. We'll keep we'll keep doing it here. It's <laughs> yep. a great thing. Um, I, I got a couple other track notes here, Eric, and I want to I want to ask you about one of these. Um, I'm going to mention some state records that have been broken this spring in track and field. Rosemount senior Hayden Bills uh, threw the shot 66, eight and three quarters inches at the true team state meet. Speaking of the devil, that was a new state record. Uh, he threw about a foot farther than Thomas Anderson of Andover in 2012. And uh, Anderson from Andover, he went on to throw at Arizona State. That's where Hayden Bills from Rosemount is going to throw. Other new records this spring came in the girls, 4x800 relay by Wyzetta and the boys, 4x8. Lakeville North broke that record. Congrats to them. So here's here's my big beef about Minnesota track. We don't have a big-time track and field facility. And I'm I'm clearly biased. I grew up in Iowa. I went to Drake University. Drake Stadium is is the mecca down there. You know, it's a, it's 98 years old. 
It, it hosts the Drake Relays, which track people are familiar with, a lot of USA track and field national meets, as well as the Iowa High School Boys and Girls State Meet. So they had their state track meet in Iowa last week. It's three days at Drake Stadium. The weather was unbelievably great. And over three days, they had more than 40,000 people in the stands. I, I don't, that's, I mean, we talk about the attendance at the, the high school boys hockey tournament here. I think this blows that away. You know, I think it holds basically 15,000 people. Um, but to get 40,000 people in there over three days, it, it's, it's incredible. Way to go, Iowa, says the proud former Iowan who's lived in Minnesota longer than he lived in Iowa. But I don't want to get you wrapped up in a controversy here, Eric. Here's, here's my University of Minnesota thoughts on their new track, several years old now. It's a great facility. It's jammed into a pretty small footprint. People who, who have to go to the University of Minnesota for high school tournaments are intimidated by traffic and parking, even, even though the state track meet is in June and there's no classes at the U. It's pretty quiet over there. They did the best thing for the University of Minnesota track program, building it there right on campus. Everybody's there. I, if I remember right, their secondary site was uh, the uh, St. Paul campus right next to the fairgrounds where they have a, a really cool women's soccer stadium. The university golf course is over there. My thought is if they had built the new track on the St. Paul campus, surrounded by a lot of parking, state, ground, state fair parking lots, and, uh, you know, some sizable bleachers, some site, you know, put in 8,000 seats. I don't know. I think that would have been the best thing for track and field in Minnesota. I think they had an opportunity that they chose not to take, and that's fine. You know, the track and field athletes at the U want their track right there. But um, what do we got to do to make track? Here, here's my question to Eric Klein. What, what needs to happen to make track a bigger sport in Minnesota? I'm still here. I'm, I want to be. <laughs> I want to be under that way. I knew I was answer. putting you on the spot. <laughs> and like I said, you know, I grew up in Iowa, and track's always been a big thing down there. I was never enough of a track athlete to go to state, but I went to state track meets and went to the Drake Relays while I was in school down there. And I've been to some of these national meets down there, and uh, they have a real love of that sport, and and it's largely due to the venue they've got. Um, I don't think college track in Iowa is any bigger than it is at the University of Minnesota, but it's just uh, I'm I, it's it's envy and jealousy on my part is is what it is and and you know the track coaches here do such a great job and True Team is the perfect example of that. I just I just I can't help but thinking boy we could we could, more could be done. I certainly I'm not I don't have enough funds to to go towards something like that, but. And it's not going to happen because the U has this this really nice new track. But maybe I'm just I'm just bitching. I'm just complaining. That's all. This is. I'm not, you don't even have to respond, Eric. But no, no, no. I, I like the question. I really like the question. Um, I think that that ultimately that's the question that any of us who work with the association or any of us who who you know work with you know Charlie Campbell's our rep with MSHSL. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the conversations the that we're constantly having with Charlie. They're all ultimately boiling down to this. Like, how do we make this sport better for the kids and, and better for this state? Um, I mean, participation in track and field, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I know participation in track and field in Minnesota is substantial. It's, it's, it's an immensely popular sport. Um, it's very high. 
Yeah. And so I think that, um, you know, we can talk venues. We, we've been at St. Michael the last few years. They've done an excellent job. Uh, it's a great facility. But I think that the number one priority before you get into the details is that the people who are involved in these conversations keep those priorities correct. That the priority is how do we highlight these achievements of our kids? How do we make sure that the kids at the state meet are the kids who deserve to be at the state meet? That that we're, we're not leaving anybody at home Um who, who, who shouldn't, who should, let me try that again, that we're not leaving anybody at home who deserves to be at that high stakes meet. Um, how do we make sure that it's easy access for parents? And yeah. uh, how do we make sure that the coaches at the meet feel like they're allowed, they're able to coach their kids the way that they, they need to? I think that anytime you're working with a, a meet the size of a state meet, um, it's really easy to get bogged down in the details and um, lose sight of those objectives. And, and I think this is speaking as a, as a member of the association who's worked with Charlie um, and, you know, Megan Orgerman, our president, has worked with him too. We're very excited about the future for Minnesota track and field because it seems like our priorities are lining up very closely with MSHSLs right now. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And so I think as long as everybody at the table is still focused on the kids and highlighting how we can best make this sport the best for them. Uh, then we can start working towards that goal that you have. Yeah. Then you are otherwise. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, and I'm not saying kids are being shortchanged at all. Sure. You know, yep. That, that facility at St. Michael's unbelievable. And the staff there is just, is just goes way above and beyond to, to help that thing go. But yeah, it's, it's something else. The state track meet as well. I'm a track guy. You know, I was a, I was a big dumb thrower in high school, but loved track meets. Um, still do. Uh, if there's, you know, if there's a track meet, I'm going. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm coming. I'm going to be in St. Charles today. We're talking here Thursday afternoon. I'm coming down for softball. I, I, I if you're having track practice, you may see my car pull in. I don't. I can't make any guarantees, but um, yeah, it's a great sport. It's it's one of my favorites. There's nothing like it. So we'll let you go. You got other things to do, Eric. Appreciate you coming on here. Um, say hi to everybody in St. Charles for us and uh, continued success here as we wind down the high school track season. Yeah, thank you both very much. It was a pleasure to chat with you again. Thanks, okay, Ken, thanks Eric. Eric. We appreciate it. You bet. That's Eric Klein from St. Charles High School talking about True Team and other track things. That was fun, Jim. That was good. Thank you. We're both yeah. former track athletes, and, of course, with me, the athlete uh, comes with quotation marks around it. But, you know, I was out there. I ran I left, right, left, right. I got the order of my feet right if I didn't move them very fast. Uh, hey, let's uh, get to some other stuff. Let's get to softball history. But first, we do want to let you know about Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, last week on the show, we talked about our friend Jody Stay from the Pizza Barn appearing on Minnesota Live on Channel 5. This was this was a remote segment. It was really cool. She demonstrated the Pizza Barn's campfire pizza kits. It's a big summer tradition. So this was a remote segment on Channel 5 from Lebanon Hills Regional Park, which actually is not far from my house. If I'd have known they were there, I might have come over and heckled everybody. But the Campfire Pizza Kits, it's kind of like roasting marshmallows, but you're roasting your own personal pizza over the campfire. The pizza barn provides all the ingredients, the, the, the actual campfire iron that you put the ingredients in. If you go to the Pizza Barn Facebook page, you can see video of Jody's appearance, learn more about the campfire pizza kits. 
They're perfect for summer around the campfire and would make a great addition to Memorial Day weekend activities for your family. And I want to mention the Pizza Barn food trucks. They are steamrolling everywhere right now. And this weekend, if you're in or near Stillwater, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, head to Wild West Days, get a great Pizza Barn meal from one of the food trucks. And as always, great great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her outstanding crew at the Pizza Barn for doing everything they do, including sponsoring our podcast. Yes. Uh, By the way, there's a lot to worry about when running a business. Your utility bill shouldn't be at the top of that list. Solar energy cuts down on unpredictable utility costs, making your job just a little easier. Find out more about how your business can go solar at allenergysolar.com slash learn or go to allenergysolar.com slash coach to get your free evaluation on solar panel installations for your home or business. Also want to let you know that a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution of tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. And now let's get to making softball history. Yeah, Jim, I was down in Winona, the beautiful town of Winona, earlier this week for a softball game. And if you go to John's Journal at mshsl.org, you can read about Pat Bolin, the softball coach at Winona Cotter. Pat, as we speak today, is the second high school softball coach in Minnesota history to win at least 800 games. Uh, right now, Pat's at 102 career wins. That matches the all-time record set by Bob Mertz of New Ulm Cathedral. Bob retired in 2018 with 802 wins. And, and as I told Eric Klein from St. Charles, after we're done recording here, I'm heading to St. Charles here on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Cotter will play at St. Charles. Uh, St. Charles is the number one seed. Cotter's number two. These are section playoff games. Um, so Pat could get 803 today. If he does, I'm going to be there to document it. Pat's a very interesting guy. Uh, some real twists and turns in his career. You know, he dreamed as a young guy of being a baseball coach. He's never coached baseball, uh, on the high school level, but he's in the halls of fame for girls, basketball coaches and softball coaches. And I I talked to Pat at length and I spoke with assistant coaches and current and former players. I talked to one of the players on his very first team. He was at St. Bernard's in in his hometown of St. Paul. He hooked me up with one of his players from his very first team in 1984. They all speak so highly of Pat. No, no surprise there. So congrats to Pat Bolin on achieving something really special. Good stuff, man. Uh, Let's, uh, what else do you have? I know you have more notes yeah. to get to. Yeah, a few little notes here. Uh, last week, I talked about spending time in Mountain Lake and Slayton for the Red Rock Conference Track and Field Championships. Uh, there is a story posted on John's Journal about the Overgaw twins, Ashley and Amanda. They're seniors at Murray County Central. Uh, two of the best cross-country and track athletes in the state. Uh, 
Uh, they're hoping to finish strong this spring. I expect we'll see him on the podium at the state track meet in a few weeks. Again, uh, go to John's Journal at mshsl.org. You can read about Winona softball coach Pat Bolin as well as the Overgaw twins. Uh, Dave Cressup, who has coached boys basketball at Perham High School for 28 years, has stepped down from that position as well as from teaching. He's going to take over as the head men's basketball coach at Minnesota State Community and Technical College in Fergus Falls. Dave's one of the just absolute best people I know. Uh, everybody wishes him well. Um, I first met Dave years ago. I'd have to go back and see what year it was when one of his players, Zach Gabbard, had this deadly serious heart condition. He collapsed during a game up there uh, in Northwest Minnesota and uh, and and nearly died. And he was reunited with his team at the state tournament. And Dave allowed me to to be in the locker room when when Zach and his mom and dad, Zach was in a wheelchair. Uh, kind of come in, came in and surprised the team. And I, and Dave had told me during the season, I watched his team play in a, in a game earlier in the year. He told me he was retiring from teaching and now he's announced he's stepping down. Uh, just, just a great coach, a great guy, did wonderful things at Perm for almost 30 years and, and he'll do great things on the junior college level. So kudos to Dave Cressup. One more set of kudos here. Uh, we got to mention a pet band, the Fergus Falls high school pet band, uh, played while golfers warmed up for the Central Lake Conference Championship. So they, the teams are out, you know, hitting balls on the range, hitting balls on the putting green. You got a pet band there next to the clubhouse, and they played the national anthem. Uh, saw a lot of traffic on Twitter from that. Everybody loved it. Way to go, Fergus Falls pep band. That's fantastic. I, I think I think we should all have pep bands just following us around every, all day, <laughs> every should. day. That would be awesome. I'm not saying we deserve it. I'm just saying we should have yeah. it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, anything else today, John? Yeah, I'm going to talk about briefly about some Hall of Famers okay, that good. were newly announced. The Minnesota High School Baseball Coaches Association has named its 2023 Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame class. The honorees are Greg Furman of Two Rivers, Mark Grundhofer of Waconia, Pete Guzzi of Minneapolis Edison, Jared Mountain of Minneapolis Southwest, Chris Nelson of Red Lake County, and Dean Schwartz of Glencoe Silver Lake. Congrats to all of those coaches. Now, normally we end the podcast with a most valuable teammate. I'm fresh out of most valuable teammates. So athletic directors, if you're listening, uh, send me, uh, you know the process. You've received the instructions. Give me some uh, most valuable teammates that we can honor on this podcast, on social media, on the High School League website. Uh, mom and dad, those have to come to me from athletic directors. So don't, if you, if mom sends me a nomination, it's not going to work. So it's a great way. We love honoring all these great kids who do, who do a lot, and you know, as teammates. And we'd like to get a few more honorees here before the school year is over. Yes. Uh, send those nominations to John so we can talk about them on this show. Um, hey, thanks again uh, to Eric Klein. Thanks to John for lining him up. Thank you all for listening to TalkNorth.com. As always, say, if you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's the easiest way to listen, and it's also free. And check out TalkNorth.com for any other shows you might like to listen to or subscribe to. Uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton, and thanks to everyone who listens.